Hey, everybody, it's Maylee Thomas, and it's time for our last show of 2021. I cannot believe this year has just flown by like it has. And today's guest is a young artist by the name of Ryan Glenn. And he's already made a name for himself, and yet I don't even think he's 21 yet. He's, he's open for people like Ray Riley Hubbard, Joshua Ray Walker. He's done things with Dale Watson, Mike and the Moon Pies. Just a plethora of, of players that have already, you know, made a mark. And this kid's definitely going to be a household name in the country music vein for sure. Reminds me a lot of Roy Orbison, whom I love. And I can't wait to, have, to play some of his music for you. So I'm not going to take up any more time. But I do want to play a song with my good friend, John Christopher Davis, When Something Is Wrong With My Baby. If you guys are interested, you can go look at our YouTube video. And it's in black and white. We cut this in the studio a few years ago. Had a lot of fun. And I just love this guy and I love this song. And when we come back, I'll start my interview with Ryan Glenn. Something is wrong with my baby. Something's wrong with me. And if I know. Misery. 
Well, we're back, and uh, I've got my guest Ryan Glenn in the house. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good, Maylee. How are you doing? I'm great, and it's um. I can, so you know, you're the last show of 2021 for Texas Homegrown Music, and um, I'm really happy that it's a new artist because I. And when I say a new artist, it's a new artist for my listening audience. Um, because you know you you started playing what when you were 16? Is that what I read? Uh, yes, ma'am. I, I started playing music when I was 16, and um, and I say that with big uh, big quotation marks around that i was playing to tracks at the mall for like doing elvis songs and stuff wearing these big elvis you know coats and the big collared shirts and stuff oh my gosh and, um, did you do that scene oh <laughs> fun for for a brief little period there that's um you know that's what i thought i was gonna do but um that that changed very quickly <laughs> well and and the good thing because you've got you've got clearly some things to say and I want you to talk about that because I'm I'm not sure just since I just got turned on to you I've been listening to your songs really digging your voice I thank you um you know I'm a big Roy Orbison fan and for some reason that just hit me I really feel like you've got um, a little bit of that vibe which to me is fantastic I love that a young person is coming out with with that kind of sound are you familiar with Roy's music I love Roy Orbison. He's one of my heroes. Elvis is one of my big heroes. Buddy Holly. Those guys were the first guys that I started listening to when I started getting into music. And, um, you know, that they, they were my first big heroes. And they still are. I mean, they still are my idols. Um, well, I can definitely hear the influence for sure. But, you know, you, you've got to have a voice to be able to do it. And you do. You've got a range. You want, tell me about that. When did you start singing and how did you know this was something you wanted to do? My parents have always been musicians, so I've um, I've grown up around music and hearing music and watching them play. But it wasn't really anything I wanted to do till probably I was about sixteen, and um, you know I started doing the thing with the tracks at the mall. <laughs> it's a little tiny, you know, one or two people crowds, um, doing the most ridiculous stuff I could ever imagine myself doing. Um, so you got that out of the way. So, <laughs> some, some of us end up doing some of that ridiculous stuff while we're a band. So you got to do it early and, and get the get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, at the time, the people I listened to more than anybody, and I consider myself really eclectic with my music taste. I listened to everything. But at that time, the stuff I was mostly listening to was Elvis and Roy Orbison and, you know, all those guys and Eddie Cochran and my mom kept telling me she was like you need to listen to two tons of steel it's like you need to listen to two tons of steel and i was like yeah i mean i'm listening to them i think they're great and she was like no you need to come see two tons of steel so she took me to love and war her and my dad took me to love and war to see two tons of steel and um i'd been listening to them for a little bit after that because mom you know suggested i did and when we went and saw them kevin guile the lead singer and the songwriter he was uh, standing outside of the venue um, trying to get, if you've been to Love and War, you know there's a gate there that every musician has hell trying to get open before they <laughs> before they can get inside. Figure it out. And um, he was out there fiddling with that gate, and I went over there and I was like, hey, my name's Ryan, I just wanted to say I love your music, and I'm really excited to see y'all play tonight. And he's like, oh. And he looked at me, and then he turned around, and he looked back at me, and you know, I had this big pompadour, and I was wearing this ridiculous coat, and this collar that like stuck out to my shoulders, and <laughs> these black and white shoes, and he said, do you play? And I said, yeah, I mean, I sing a little bit and he was like well you know do you like that sun records elvis stuff and i was like that's my favorite and he's like all right you got a gig tonight and out of nowhere just pulled me up on stage to do a song with him and i was up there and we had such a good time he had me up to do one or two more songs and 
after the after we were done he told me he said you know you need to learn how to play guitar you need to start writing songs after that you can get yourself a band and he said if you do all that and get yourself a band he said i'll have you open for us here and i said all right and watching him up there you know singing the songs that he wrote you know playing guitar and having a great time with other guys and not just singing elvis to tracks i was like that's what i want to do that is what i was meant to do and i went home and um pulled out my grandma's old Alvarez guitar from that she used to play in the 70s and I just started watching YouTube videos and working and working and working until I could do it that is amazing and you know what I absolutely I'm you know of course I don't know the guys from two tons of steel but now I really want to get to know them because I believe in that I really do I I really believe as musicians and as artists it's important for us to to pour into other people and to keep this going. And um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just an old hippie chick, as you can probably tell. And um, and for me, it's all about relationship on this earth. And mm-hmm. I think that is just beautiful. And how wonderful for you to have that moment and to know that somebody took the time to 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 talk to you and invest in you and then give you a platform to get you excited about what your future was going to be like. I, I just think that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, well, thank you for letting me, you know, it was a huge blessing. And, um, I definitely, you know, I think everything on this earth happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm very grateful that that happened, you know? Well, I, I actually believe that if we are open to it, we can actually see all of the, you know, that our, our life and our steps can actually be guided in certain ways for sure. Totally. And then of course we have the opportunity to take um, advantage of it or not to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you took advantage of it. So you went home and you got your grandma's old Alvarez guitar, which I think is just so impressive that you still have it being an owner of a guitar store. I think it's important for people to, to realize that these are beautiful instruments that we should hold on to and, and the history behind them and how wonderful for you to know your grandmother played that mm-hmm. i it's one of my favorite guitars um don't get me wrong the guitar is like horrible you know not, well i get it i it's know a, it's we, a we bad all, we, we all have stories about those little pos's <laughs> that we had when we were young it's a, it's a bad guitar but i think that's part of what makes it fun and you know it's the guitar i learned on and um she used to play it and her she was uh her songwriting partner for a long time was Orville Couch. who wrote Hello Trouble for Buck Owens and a bunch of oh, other yeah. songs. And he used to play it. And I still have it. It's up there on top of that shelf there. I um, I got some custom strings for it and put a pickup in it and made it like a slide blues guitar. But um, so, um, still sounds so you've like been crap. playing guitar for uh, several years now. And aren't you glad that you took that advice? Because now you're you're. You know, you don't have to depend on a track. You don't have to depend on another person. You can walk around and and entertain anywhere that you want, except during COVID. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you ever think, isn't it crazy that we'd ever have that in our life? But uh, it sounds like you took advantage of the time. You, you released a record this past April, which I'm sure you'd been working on prior to during the, the lockdown. For sure, and I totally think that everybody should learn how to play an instrument, even if you don't have any dreams of pursuing music. I think it just completely opens up a new window of creativity. You know, I feel like since I've started playing guitar and writing my own songs, all of my creative ventures have, you know, benefited from it. I just feel like it's one of the best things anybody can do. But um, yeah, we started recording. Um, 
the week after I got out of high school, which was in the middle of the pandemic, um, I graduated at Texas Motor Speedway, spaced six feet apart across the track, which was the weirdest <laughs> thing. It's not what I would ever have imagined <laughs> with my mask well, on. Thankfully, you got to do it. I know there were some kids that didn't even get to have a graduation. So, Oh, for sure. Happy that you were able to do that. And so that was in 2020, right? Yes, ma'am. And then um, so just yeah. And um, and now you're just 20 years old and you've got this incredible future ahead of you. But I, I still want to talk about something. So you talked about your grandmother. So you your whole family just uh, played music and entertained, correct? Yes, ma'am. My uh, mom's been singing since she was 11. My dad's been playing guitar and bass in different bands since he was, I think, 13 or 14. And my grandma was a singer her whole life. She's played with like everyone you can imagine she knows she plays bass and sings and she knows so many people and has done so many cool things and my uh rumor has it my great-grandfather may have been an opera singer at one point <laughs> we're from we have a sicilian background so checks out with me <laughs> i want to play a song so our people can understand just how wonderful you are and how talented you are so we're gonna we're gonna play one of my favorites on your record called tired of hurting you want to give me a little background on that and and again some of these songs i'm listening to you're not old enough to know how that feels but <laughs> <laughs> well um I, man, that song, I wrote that song so long ago, it feels like now, and I guess it really hadn't been that long, but um, there was a little period where I was going through quite a rough time, and, um, you know, I've always felt like the best way to get over feelings like that is to write about it and to sing about it. Um, I feel like it helps me. It's very therapeutic for me, and I was having a rough time. A lot of my friends were, um, and I wrote that song. And it was just something that I kind of set aside. And then when this whole pandemic started, you know, it like really, really hit hard and everyone was feeling this. And I thought it'd be a good time to pull it back out and tweak it and change some of the stuff that needed to be fixed. And now I feel like it's a song that everyone can relate to in just a little bit. You know, you either know someone who's gone through it, you've either gone through it. You know, it's it's something everyone can relate to, but it's something that's not talked about enough. Right. And my song was trying to bring it out you know a little bit more i want people it's something i think people should talk about and people something should address it shouldn't be well, so and taboo it's, it's, it's um you know everybody goes through pain everybody goes through hurts and i think that it's important for us to be able to talk openly about it i think mental illness is a big problem right now because we still don't talk about it enough and we don't let people know it's so it's okay to, to have that it's, mm -hmm. it's something that we all deal with but it's a beautiful song i like it and i i like your voice so much ryan and i'm just i'm so excited excited to have you on the show because I know that you are going to really go places and do really well in life and in music. And if nothing else, I tell people all the time, success is, is because you get to play music for a living, whether you think that it, you've made it or not. Are you going out and you're playing in front of people? And if you say, if you can answer that, yes, then you're successful. So you've already, you've already, you've already started a successful route in my book. Well, thank you so much. That so we're going to play that song, Tired of Hurting by my guest today Ryan Glenn and if you guys don't know him go download his music now and it's spelled R-Y-A-N Glenn with two N's G-L-E-N-N -N. and we'll be right back with Ryan but I know you're going to love this song called Tired of Hurting on his latest record he just released and we'll be right back Can you hear the water The painter's work of art Is it painted with the Tears in his heart 
with Ryan Glenn and Ryan's picked up his guitar and he's going to play he's going to play a song for us so tell me about this song uh, this song's called Pennsylvania Bound um, I used to have a real good friend that lived up in Pennsylvania and we were talking at one about, uh, one point about me going up there and visiting her and um, I was just sitting around with my guitar and I was like huh that would make for a good song and I never did end up visiting her but uh, it uh, made for a good song but you wrote a song about it <laughs> I like the song that came out of it. I'm mighty proud of it. Well, let's do it. Pennsylvania Bound by Ryan Glenn. Come on, baby. Awesome. Chain creep 
She listened to my record. She did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny how we can get um, song ideas from the strangest things. But uh, so tell me about that. What was it like when you started writing, and how you know how did you how did you get um, that whole thing going? Because it's it, a lot of people are always saying to me, "I don't even know how to start writing a song." I said, "Just write down your thoughts." You know, give yourself an, an opportunity to, you know, speak out your thoughts. And that's basically what we're doing with our music. For sure. And um, for me, uh, sorry, I'm just adjusting my vocal over here. For sure. And, um, you know, for me, writing has always been something I love to do even before I ever started playing music. I always used to love to write short stories. I used to love to write poems. I used to write scripts and me and my friends would make short films and stuff. And it's always been something that I love doing. And when I started, you know, playing guitar, I realized that was the medium that, you know, when I started writing songs, that's the medium that I, you know, feel like my writing style tends to lean the most towards anyway, is that more songs, you know, songy, poetic kind of writing. And, um, the first song I ever wrote was a song about Hank Williams and not to quote Hank Williams, but he's one of my heroes, but I believe something he said. He said, we don't write songs, we're given them, you know, and I, I truly believe, you know, I write stuff that 
I've never felt and I write stuff that I don't know anything about and I get random song inspiration and the way I just tend to write is I'll usually just be messing around on my guitar and I'll hit a weird chord and be like huh Ooh, this should like be that. a song about this <laughs> And well, it's interesting because um, I don't really consider myself a big songwriter, although I've written a lot of songs. Um, and I, I think probably because, I, you know, for me, I've lived long enough to know so many incredible artists and so many incredible writers and so many incredible players that sometimes I don't feel like I deserve to be even put into the same category with some of those people. But I think the interesting part about being an artist, no matter what you are, is that you be authentic to you and that if you can do that, no matter what, if you find one other person that you speak to, then you then maybe you can feel validated. And and um, and so that's, you know, that's kind of been my journey through life is I I, I don't expect that I'll ever be some big major person that everybody knows about. But I do have a handful of people that actually still come out to see me play. And so it gives me validation. It makes me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. For sure. And, you know, that's um, having support is always really good. And, you know, I think I think what's funny is a lot of people don't realize this, but I think what's really funny is that a lot of artists that you see that become big artists, they usually start off by being able to bring crowds of just like their close friends and their family and stuff <laughs> and, uh, and be like, oh, look, I can bring a crowd. You should definitely uh, have me play here, too. And, um, <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely had that, especially early on. I had, I had several people that were really good friends of mine and I'd call them up if it was a new place that I hadn't played at before. And I'd say, okay, I need the gang. <laughs> I mm-hmm. need you guys to bring the gang. And, uh, and they, they never failed. They always did that. And in fact, I'm going to give a shout out right now to Susan and Lisa Judd. They're my twin sisters. And, and when I say that, I always said the Judds, everybody assumed that it was Winona and <laughs> it was, <laughs> It was the Nashville Judds, but it's oh, not it's the Dallas Judds, and um, and they they always they were always good for a good you know twenty people or so, and so no matter what, if it was a small divey place, I knew we could come in there and at least make it fun. Mm-hmm. For sure, and you know I think that's really important, and this is a hard business if you're doing it alone. That's every yeah, artist again, needs just, that, right? So you've mm-hmm. got some shows coming up um, in January. Um, you want to tell us about some of them? I know that uh, it looks like you've got a, a couple places that you play at pretty regular. Um, and I and I noticed it. Now, it's just so nice to be able to have people playing again and, and being able to come out and, and see artists live. And it's you know, it's it's been a rough, rough year and a half for so many of us in that regard oh my gosh for sure i mean that that year where we weren't able to play at all was like i, I don't i didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> i had just gotten out of high school so i wasn't going to school um all my shows stopped so i wasn't playing i was just working and i was like this sucks is this what it's like to be someone that's not a musician <laughs> well i noticed that you play a lot at second rodeo brewing right i do yes ma'am and and I know that uh, you just had a gig there and that you're going to be playing there um, on the 30th. Yes, ma'am. So but then um, also in, in um, January, you're going to be playing at the Millhouse Live on January 1st, Saturday. Um, I think I, um, then you're going to be back at the Second Rodeo Brewing Company for a couple of dates. 
you've got a gig at 811 Place in Frisco. And then we've got a lot of listeners that are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so you guys be sure to, to check that out. Um, and you've and you've done some opening for a lot of really great people. How fun has that been? I've been very privileged with some of the people I've um, had the privilege of opening for. You know, it's it's super awesome. And I always find myself with these people, and I'm like, I have no idea how I got here, but I'm not gonna like I don't I don't I think these guys think I'm they think I'm bigger than I am, but I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know they think you're talented and that you've got something to say, and they want to they want to spread it. And I, I I appreciate that, especially because you are a new artist just starting off. And like I said, I think it's important for us um, to be, you know, to be benevolent and care and love on the other artists that are up and coming because we were all there once. All of us started from in the same way. Well, we're going to play Good Morning Rose. And that was the first song that I played of yours that I I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's got some talent. I mean, you know, and you've you've got a range. You've got a vocal range. Of course, if you were singing, uh, if you were singing Elvis tunes early on, you got to be able to sing to to cover (laughs) Elvis. So that tells me right there. You already knew from the beginning that you could sing and then you found an avenue. But tell me about this. Good Morning Rose. It's a beautiful song. Um, I have another friend, you know, notice a lot of my, my songs I take from just like people's names and people I know, and you know, something will happen. I'll be like, I can write a a story about that. And I have a friend, um, her name is Emily Rose McDonald and she's, uh, in the military and we used to be really, really close and we used to write to each other when she was in the army and didn't have her phone, you know, when she was doing her training and stuff. And, um, she's now in Korea and married and I don't, it's just, it's very strange seeing somebody that you remember being in high school with being somewhere completely different and being married and having life but we still talk pretty frequently but her name I was like like that's such a cool name I was like surely I can get something out of that name and I started brainstorming and that's how Good Morning Rose came about well, it's a great song, and it's a beautiful song. And well, and Rose, thank you for your service. I have a son that's in the army um, right now, and so I think that's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad that she's found love and living in Korea and seeing the world. Isn't that wonderful? So, for sure. Well, I'm going to play this song with Ryan, by Ryan Glenn. It's called "Good Morning Rose." It's off of his latest LP. Um, I think is is it traveling? Or what's what's the name of the LP? Uh, far Farewell. away rose far away rose oh well there you go it's about far away rose in in korea correct <laughs> uh well i mean technically yeah i guess so <laughs> so we're gonna play this song good morning rose and we'll be right back with some more music by ryan glenn again of ryan glenn spelled g-l-e-n-n you guys download his record it's really sweet it's something that you can put on and and listen to and tap your feet every once in a while and make you sit down and listen about life and experience and I can't believe this 20 year old kid is writing music that is speaking to me from decades ago but that's what music does and it's a beautiful thing so we're going to play Good Morning Rose right now and we'll be right back you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly Maylee Thomas
Just a tramp 
Ryan Glenn and uh, Ryan, you've um, you're doing something interesting. You've got a you've set up a little studio in your home. So you did a studio record, and that's what you just released this past um, April. And now you're working on some new music, and you're going to actually um, do a song off of that new record coming up. But tell me about it. You've you've got a studio right there in your house. Yeah. So um, we finished my my last record and got it out and that record was a uh it was like my everything gift for 2020 it was my birthday gift my christmas gift my graduation gift you're like telling everybody anything you want to do for me i need money for my recording right (laughs) pretty much you know my parents they they really helped they really really helped and again it was my birthday it was my christmas it was you know the fact that i graduated and you know my stepdad was a little adamant about it at first or a little not adamant but he was a little you know, a little uh, iffy about it. My mom was like, well, you know, he's not asking to be sent off to a, you know, $80,000 college, which is what every other parent we know is doing right now. Um, So they, they, they really, you know, they pitched in and they really helped me get this last record made. But, you know, um, it's not my birthday, my Christmas, my graduation anymore. (laughs) And (laughs) there's a song in there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I really want to get back to recording. And when I was in the studio with John, um, John Pettigo, who produced our record, I realized how much I loved being in the studio. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, this is so much fun. This is like making music on a whole completely new level. There's so much creativity and freedom. And um, we, we I was really experimental and was constantly like, why don't we try doing this? Let's try this. And it was very awesome to be in a, a environment where I could say, you know, what are you doing? What does that mean? Why are you doing that? And I realized from that moment that while I love playing and writing music, like one of my other, you know, what what I like could definitely see myself doing is being a producer and working in a studio and preferably someday owning a studio. And a lot of my other heroes are like that too. Buddy Holly, he was right before he passed away, he started producing other people. He produced Waylon Jennings' first single and was planning on becoming a producer and opening a label. And, you know, Sam Phillips, the producer at Sun Records, is another one of my heroes. Like, you know, I, I was listening to Sun Records stuff for a long time, and I realized that the reason I loved everything that came out of Sun Records is because he was the producer on just about right. everything that came out of that. It was a style that you actually loved and appreciated? Mm-hmm, for sure. And I... Uh, I went and spent every single penny I had, which I'm 20 years old, it's not a lot, but I went and spent every single penny I had on equipment to turn my bedroom into a full-time recording studio. You know, I, I so my be- this this was my bedroom, and I don't even call it my bedroom anymore. I call it my studio because there's music equipment lying everywhere. My I've converted my bed into a couch, so it doesn't look like a bed anymore. Thank you so much for coming and spending this time with me today on the show. And again, I'm 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 just so pumped to know you, Ryan. I think you're a really good human. I can tell you've got a really good heart and you've got a real passion for music, and I love that. And I'm I'm just so thrilled to to get to know you so everybody ryan glenn this is a song that he wrote called running on you and be sure to buy his music because right now that's really the only way that um he's going to make money unless you go out and see him live which i want you to do um did you press cds or or records or anything ryan um yes yes ma'am uh first of all thank you that was very 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 
um, kind things and very appreciated. But um, yes, we have uh, CDs out of both my first EP and my my new full length record, and we have vinyls out on it. And oh, um, vinyls are so good now. If you, <laughs> you come know. if you come to the show and tell me that you heard me on Texas Homegrown Music, I'll give you a good discount on it. So there you go. Did you hear that? So I'll make sure some people do that and go to his website. He's got uh, Ryan. Is it Ryan Glenn? Uh, it's RyanGlennBand.com. Okay, Ryan Glenn Band, and again, that's spelled R-Y-A-N-G-L-E-N-N. And uh, go see one of his shows, buy the vinyl. It's probably going to be worth a lot of money one day, but it's worth a lot of money right now just because it's got some great music on it. And and I still love the hiss of the needle when it hits the vinyl. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. else can appreciate that, but I do. <laughs> and... Um, one more thing I like to ask uh, for anyone listening. Um, I've been building up my Facebook page for the last four or five years, and I had a pretty good amount of likes on it, and we were going hard, and then somebody hacked my account and uh, disabled my account. So if anybody's listening to this and wants to help a brother out, I'm trying to rebuild that page again. <laughs> oh, man, that just blows, doesn't it? Right. All right, here we go. Ryan Glenn playing Running On You, and I'll be back in just a little bit. May not be pretty That don't mean it ain't true May not be sightly What you gonna do You left me with burning desires, baby So I've been running
I want you to bang I want you to play I used to need you That time you need me Closes a show and the last show for 2021. And I don't know about you guys, but I am ready for a new year and a wonderful year of healing and warmth and love. Of course, I've had that this past year because I have that every day. But I know for a lot of people, and even for our personal family, um, we've we've had a rough year in 2021, and we're actually looking forward to 2022. But I think that um, in the midst of all of that, we just need to appreciate life every day. You know, that's my motto, to love life, you get out of it what you put into it. And I just want to give a special shout out to all of you listeners, thank you so much for making me a part of your life. And uh, even if it is for just an hour a week, which I hope it is, and um, and I appreciate you guys giving me this platform of being able to share Texas artists with you and Texas music. Um, but I'm looking forward to something better. And in light of that, I want to close this year with an older song of mine off a record called Passion. The song is called Something Better, and uh, I'm looking forward to something better. And I'm looking forward to having um, more shows with all of you and all our guests. And thank you again to the Guitar Sanctuary and Tupps Brewery for making this possible. To KHYI and all of our family at the range and everybody out there in the music world that is interested in hearing about music and artists. I love you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And goodbye 2021. And hello, 2022. Hope you guys will make me a part of your world. Continue to love life. Again, this is Maylee Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music. Peace out, everybody, and we'll see you next year. Mm-hmm.